That's what I am all about on this podcast, helping you get gigs, not freebies. You can go sit on your your sidewalk in your local town and put a hat out if you want to just play for freebies. I'm talking about getting you gigs in the marketplace where they will pay you to do this. Hi, and welcome to the Solo Entertainer's Blueprint for Success. My name is Rick Bell. My stage name is Rockin' Rick, but they call me the Gig Coach. I'm a full-time professional entertainer, and I currently play more than 300 paid gigs every year. I have a unique combination of live guitar with vocals and DJ music blended in. I also include karaoke music because that's, quite frankly, what the crowd wants these days, and a lot of sing-along and on-demand requests. This podcast is for you if you're a musician who's stuck with a band that's basically going nowhere and you've wondered if you could be a successful solo entertainer. Or maybe you are a solo entertainer, but you're not getting anywhere with that. This podcast will give you very valuable information that could help transpose you to use a musical term, into a, an in-demand act. Maybe you're a singer, a karaoke singer, and you would like to quit your day job and do music full-time. That's what this podcast is all about. Or maybe you're a DJ and you're wanting to add something to your show entertainment-wise to be more bookable because it's all about entertainment. That is what it's about. In today's marketplace, if you're not, if your act is not entertaining, you're not going to be hired. You're not going to work very consistently, and that's just a fact. We're going to talk about in this podcast that you have to reinvent yourself if you want to fit market demand. And in any industry, that, that, that is a common necessity at some point. Things have to change and evolve, and if you've been in business or been around business much, you know that things are, they rarely stay the same. They are either changing toward the better or they are dying away. I had a conversation actually this past, or in the past few days, with two professional musicians, different conversations that I've known for quite a while and respect, and I want to share what what they spoke about because it's so pertinent to what we're speaking about today. The first one is an amazing musician, veteran guitarist, plays several instruments. He was with Reba McIntyre for many years as her guitar player and fiddle player years ago, and he's played with a lot of people. He's a professional, obviously, and he's a great vocalist. On top of that, he is a feature vocalist and just sounds great and plays great. And I want to read to you a post that he put on Facebook this past week, and I responded to it, but it's very interesting, and this is See if this doesn't sound familiar to you or your circumstance. He's writing in reply to another musician who was posting about a lack of gigs. Look, and these are good players. I'm not talking about beginner, you know, just started a garage band two weeks ago and they're trying to go out and get gigs. These are veteran, professional, big stage, concert level musicians and singers. This is what my friend wrote. Now, this is the guy that played with Reba McIntyre and a lot of others that you would recognize if I mentioned their name. He said, responding, quote, I hear you, man. 
The work is just not as good as it was back in the day. There are too many bands willing to play for very little money, hoping that will lead them to more work. We both know that is rarely true. I play in a band that is made up of professional musicians that can really play. They sound great. And I think we're a great bargain for nightclubs because of the caliber of the players we have. The clubs, for the most part, don't recognize the difference between a really good band and a mediocre or poor one. The first word that usually comes out of a club manager's mouth is, quote, well, I can get so-and-so banned for $200. Then, one of the next things the club managers love to say is, quote, can you draw a crowd? LOL. Then another one is, you can play for the door. So you play for the door and you count 200 people in the club. And at the end of the night, the manager tells you, yeah, they had about 125 people. <laughs> I could go on and on. Here is the point. We're going to have to work very hard to reinvent the live music business, and that includes finding a better way to sell what we do. That's the only way we will have better luck finding gigs to play in the future, end quote. And that was a post from a, a very good professional musician, singer, guitarist, multiple instrument player, and plays very well. So that's what I want to speak with you a little bit of today about is reinventing what we do. Now, that was the first conversation. Let me tell you about the response to it. Of course, one of the things, if you haven't learned this yet, you haven't been around the music business long enough. Here's the news flash: Musicians will stretch the truth. They will lie when speaking to other musicians about the gigs that they have and how often they work. Kind of like the fisherman that goes out and tells the fish story. Musicians are the same way. They feel like they must impress their musician friends, their buddies. So they'll always kind of embellish how many gigs they're actually playing. And if they are playing a lot of gigs, there's not a lot of money in those gigs. Here's a perfect example. There's a guy who's a pretty good singer and pretty good musician known him for a long time, but about every six weeks, he's got a brand new band project that he's in, he's doing. He's, he's either starting it or he's joining a band, and he reaches out immediately to all his buddies and tells us, this is the real deal. This is the one. Man, this band is, quote, blowing up, unquote, whatever that means. He, he's told me that so many times about these different bands that he's in oh this is the real one this is the real deal we've got original music that's killer just killer and actually the only thing the the killer is it refers to killing the crowd that's the only thing most original music will do i'm not knocking people's songs they write i'm just telling you from a business marketing standpoint that's what i am all about on this podcast helping you get gigs not freebies. You can go sit on your, your sidewalk in your local town and put a hat out if you want to just play for freebies. I'm talk, talking about getting you gigs in the marketplace where they will pay you to do this. So musicians tend to get in into a fanciful mindset of 
of what reality actually is. And the reality is the market for live entertainment has changed. It is not what it was a decade ago. It's not what it was even five years ago. Here's a second conversation I had with another musician, also good player, good at what he does. He is wanting to quit his day job, which it's a career. Actually, he's been in it for a long time. I, I'm assuming 15 or 20 years. It's a profession, and he's, he's quite good at it. Good at it. It's a, he had to have an education to do it. But he wants to quit that and begin to play full-time. And I have had this conversation with him a couple of times, had it again the other day. And the thing I encouraged him to do you have to reinvent what you're doing. You can no longer, and you can write this in stone, you can no longer sell yourself as a solo guitarist, songwriter, singer, slash, slash, whatever you want to do, and sit on a stool and play some of your originals and some covers and do that for three or four hours a night, and think that you're going to be in any kind of high demand. You're not. Because there are, in your market right now, you could find 20 guys and girls doing the same thing as you, if you looked a little bit. Now, all of those 20 people are contacting the same venues you are and inundating them with requests to perform there. So the days of just being able to perform with your instrument are gone. Even on the piano bar shows, if you've gone to any of those lately, the comedy piano bars here in Texas, we have Howling at the Moon in San Antonio. And on the in Austin, there's a really popular place called Pete's Pian, Dueling Pianos. And by the way, you can't get in these places. They're so packed. Any night of the week they're open, you cannot get in. All the people are there. Why? Because it's fun and entertaining. Even those guys now not only have the piano, they've added a drummer and a lot of times a bass player and a guitar player that play along on some of the songs, not all of the songs. My concept for what I've done with with my act, blending the live music along with it, is that on steroids. And I pl- believe me, I have the gigs to prove it. But I was talking to this, the second friend I was speaking with, the professional who wants to quit his day job and do music. And I was trying to convince him that he just needs to embrace the idea of beginning to work with track music to build your show around track music. I have seen track, you know, I'm talking about a laptop computer with song tracks with no vocals on them other than you sing along with them and the guitar may be taken out and you can play your guitar along with it. Or even if the guitar is still in the tracks, you play along with it on your guitar. If you're a lead instrumentalist, that is the perfect time to add embellishments and and play lead lines on top of the song because someone else is playing all of the rhythm. That is what it takes to be booked in today's market. And I was having this conversation with him at one of my venues, one of my gigs, of one of my residency gigs where I have been for the last three years. 
two nights a week. Now think about it. And in this place, they don't keep you around a place like that if you're not drawing crowds and making them money. It works. The formula works. It's a combination of a blended show, track music, live music, and if you do originals, you can throw those in uh, some, but you need to have them with tracks behind them, not just with your guitar because the bottom falls out of it and you lose the interest, especially if it's a venue that's crowded, which is what you want. They just won't pay attention to you if you're not getting their attention and holding it. I've seen track music take a really less than mediocre performer, a singer, guy playing a guitar, and because he had a little laptop computer with him that had the backing tracks to what he was singing, like, you know, Friends in Low Places and some other stuff like that, and he sounded really pretty good and he drew a crowd because he had the sound see people used to care if you had a four or five or six or eight or however many piece band that used to be a big deal it's not a big deal anymore unless you're doing a wedding and they specifically want a quote band to impress the guests that there's a band but let me let you in on a little secret when they hire a band they usually will also hire a dj because the band can't play the variety that makes the night flow along. And that's a whole nother episode, but just a, a tidbit of information. So if we're going to move forward in this industry, we have to reinvent how we approach entertainment. And again, you may be a great guitarist. You may be a really good singer and a good songwriter. But unfortunately, you're not going to have a venue where people are going to sit and listen to that. And if you don't have that, you're not going to have the opportunity to play. I was telling my friend, the second conversation, that the greatest thing I ever did for my guitar playing was to start using tracks and fire my band and go to a track show. Because all I ever wanted to do from the time I was a kid was play the guitar. I'm a singer, and I'm a, a good singer. But I never wanted to sing. I didn't care about, about that. And by the way, I've gotten to be a lot much better singer as I've done this for so long. Your your voice is is a muscle and the it's like going to the gym. The more you get it in shape, the the better you're going to sing. It's really hard to ever get your voice to a level where it, it's going to be the best it could be if you're only playing once every month or once every six weeks or whenever. The more you play, the better you get. But all I wanted to do was play the guitar. And when I started incorporating track music, all of a sudden I had the best band money could buy. And it sounded amazing. And I was able to play and not have to carry the rhythm, the chord section, all the chords in the song, like you musicians know what I'm talking about. I could back off of that and just start to noodle, as we call it in the guitar business, and find little nice riffs and passes between chords. And I've gotten to where that is uh, my staple, my specialty when I play with other guitarists. That's the first thing, you know, really good guitarists, that's the first thing they mention to me is, man, I love the way you you move between the chords and the notes you put in there. 
and you just fill it up so much. Well, that's because I've had the opportunity to play with these tracks for so long now, and it will just make you better and better. So I'm encouraging you, if you're a solo entertainer or you're with a band, you're not going to be able to work very much. The band is fun to do. It's the camaraderie, and I like that. That's what I miss about not being with a band. But as far as working and booking that, it's just like the Facebook post I read from my friend. The club owner will respond to you with, well, I can get so-and-so band for just $200. And you, you try to go in there and bring a four-piece band, five-piece band, and make 40 or $50 a night? Are you kidding? And see, the, the other side, the flip side of that coin is, if you put a solo show together, you can get paid what a band gets paid and just be the one person and more. Now, that's kind of the, the, the little secret nobody talks about, the elephant in the living room. What do you think good solo acts make? We a good same. solo performer can make the amount that a band makes, but make it all for himself. And actually, the solo performer can make a lot more than a band because if you do it right, you're a two-for-one package. You have the DJ music available as part of your show and the live performance aspect. Plus, if you want to really make some money, you throw karaoke in there. That's the package. That's what people want. You already have a sound system. You're already set up to add DJ music to your show. You just have never crossed that mental barrier in your mind to do that. I confess it was hard for me because DJs have been our mortal enemies ever since the 1970s, the late 70s when disco came on. Remember Saturday Night Fever and all that? Suddenly, Half or more of the clubs that we were able to play became overnight discos. And the the bands went away and DJs were hired. DJs have been our enemy for all that time. You know, there's an old adage, if you can't beat them, join them. When I finally said, and it, again, through a series of events, people were asking for requesting songs and I had my laptop there at the gig, and I happened to have the song in the laptop. It was a dance song like Cupid's Shuffle. I said, well, I've got it, and I played it, and I saw the crowd response, and I knew then, man, I was missing the boat if I didn't start incorporating DJ music with my show. And that unlocked the entire career that I have now. And it is, I know what I'm talking about because I do it. I have done it. I built it from the ground up. So here, here's what I want to do to help you. I have a website, thegigcoach.com. That's T-H-E-G-I-G-C-O-A-C-H.com. If you will go there, on the front page, there's a place to register. Just give me your email. I, I'm not going to spam you and all that crap and put you in a sales funnel. <laughs> I'm, But I do want to get your information because when I record new projects and new teaching modules and courses, I want to let you be, be aware of that. That's the greatest thing you can invest in. If you invest in nothing else, invest in your education of learning how to do this. Because the amount the course has cost is infinitesimal. It's a fraction of what you'd make at one gig. And you want this information. Anytime you can sit at anyone's feet, if you will, and learn, do that. Take the advantage. Maybe what they have to say won't make any sense to you in 
you'll think, well, that, that, I can't do that. But at least you listened, and there's a, a chance that what they say could change your life forever. I'm a big student of learning. I've always wanted to learn. I hated school. I hated school. I mean, from the first grade until the last grade, I hated it. Went to college for a while, didn't stay because I hated it. I just took classes that I needed to take. One of them, you know, music. I studied music at school, but I didn't like the whole education thing. But I love to learn. You need to be a lifelong student of learning. And if you will do that, you'll be able to reinvent yourself, just as we've spoken about. Rock and Rick, the gig coach.com, T H E G I G C O A C H.com. Stay tuned, a lot more to come. See ya.